Welcome to the Leader Mentality Show with Rob Clemens. We are in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina at the Myrtle Beach Business Center. And it is a beautiful day outside as it always is in Myrtle Beach. And today, as always, I want to talk about some leadership-based stuff. Go figure. It's the Leader Mentality Show, and we're talking about leadership. (laughs) But you know, a lot of times with leadership, we're so busy talking about how you can maximize yourself and how you can be more productive and get to the top of the chain. But we don't often think about the fact that we're also sort of like little engines. And sometimes engines overheat. Sometimes people get tired. And you can't be your best self. Even on the worst end of that, sometimes people get to a point where they have completely broken down and now you've got a problem. So how do we as leaders and managers not just do that for our people, but do it for ourselves? That is a mission that we all need to seek. And it comes with self-awareness, but it also comes with knowing your staff. So today, we're actually going to talk a little bit about burnout prevention. And I happen to have a specialist with me, and she's really funny and smart. So we're going to meet with Layla Grace. She's with Grace Revealed LLC. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. It's really great to be here. Absolutely. Well, you know, I've known you from the Chamber of Commerce a little bit. We met a couple of times at some various events. I, at the time, was not aware. She's kind of a big deal, everybody. She was the 2020 (laughs) Chamber of Commerce winner of the Entrepreneur of the Year Award. That's impressive. How did that happen? Well, let's see. Part of pouring into people is that um, there was a lot of crisis happening in 2020. Mm -hmm. And we had the opportunity to jump on Zoom, create offerings for people in the community that actually wanted to take care of themselves instead of shutting down and being debilitated by fear. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and and is that something that's happening nationwide? Was it just a, a South Carolina thing? I mean, what are you seeing out there? Ooh, that's a great question. I'm a statistics junkie. I was definitely paying, you know, had a pulse on our country Mm -hmm. and the Myrtle Beachians. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it was definitely a lot going on um, worldwide at the time. Yeah. Uh, but particularly the people that were in my reach, you know, mm-hmm. people that actually knew what we were trying to do before the world was in crisis. Well, I, and I think that one of the things that I'd love to talk about today as we dive into this is just the fact that I feel like we're more aware now than we ever have been of potential things that are happening within people. And we're talking about you know, how many hours a week can you work? How effective can you be with some proper maintenance? And we're talking about this. Yeah. In particular, the younger generation's talking about it. Yeah. Now you still have the older generation who's like, nah, that's crazy talk. You work 70 hours a week and, you know, and sure. all in between, right? So do you see that this is a generational thing that we're finally catching up with? I mean, what, what's going on? Hmm. I think it all goes back to the cell. Mm-hmm. Do you know the same four-letter word Okay. that is a prison cell? Oh, okay. Oh, that kind of a cell. Okay, it all right. Is yeah. the same spelling of that device that most of us carry. Mm-hmm. And so it's not just generational. It's um, this digital pull on people that has d- distracted them from their actual meaning and purpose and them feeling lively in their job. So mm-hmm. it's cross-generational to me, those that have been a little bit more intoxicated mm-hmm. by the digital pull, not just from their jobs, but, you know, the social um, 
element, but even just have an electronic device, I think has started to maybe make people less productive and less tuned in to who they're meant to be. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, if that I, makes sense. I, it makes perfect sense. Actually, one of the things I've heard before is that social media has an effect on people, um, sometimes negative effect. Sometimes. Because you're seeing traditionally, you're seeing a lot of people's best version of themselves is what goes on social media. Sure. Now you have other people who are looking at this version of people and they're thinking, I can't measure up to that. And uh, so I think that's an element that I, I don't know how much you dive into, but I've found that to be a real thing in 2023. We also have to be aware of. And finding the balance, I think, between leveraging it as mm -hmm. a tool to succeed in business. Right. It's amazing, right? Sure, it's helping sure. us get so much more done as it was designed to do. Mm -hmm. But also sometimes I think that we've lost that line between leveraging it as a tool yeah. to get better quicker than just as a tool to numb or kind of check out, if that makes sense. Right. No, it makes perfect sense. Actually, so I want to get back around. We're going to circle back around to some of these things that are actually happening with burnout and how it's going. Um, what Before we get into all that, I mean, what have you been up to this year? I, I know you were, in 2020, you start off with Entrepreneur of the Year. That's amazing. Thanks. You are here in 2023. We're getting near the end of the year. We're yeah. pretty close now, right? Um, what's this year look like for you? How have you developed? Ooh. Oh, great question. Here we are coming up on four years of business. Yeah. So back then when we started, we had a studio. So we were, you know, inviting people to come. Mm -hmm. This particular year, we pivoted into going to businesses. Oh. So offering ourselves as a resource for businesses that wanted to pour into their employees mm -hmm. to prevent burnout in an educational but safe setting where everyone's on the same team mm -hmm. instead of trying to draw people into a kind of a mismatch of humans that may not feel safe with each other sure. to going into the business and then also... Um, have some offering for the leader of that business uh -huh. that wants to take a deeper dive on themselves. Oh, wow. Well, no, no, that's tough. When you get into self-exploration, they get a little scary sometimes, right? Oh, yeah, those are murky waters. <laughs> it really is. How do you find your clients? I mean, you know, so are they coming to you and, and just saying, hey, I found you online and I'm definitely uh, burning out? Or are you more identifying it in people and saying, hey, I think you might be good for my service? Ooh, Good question. I can identify people a lot. Mm -hmm. That's not good. Yeah. You're like, hey, buddy, have you taken a shower in a while? <laughs> right. You might need some burnout That's a whole prevention other... <laughs> right, right. or some grooming. Sure. No, all right. So really, it's been referral based. Mm -hmm. People like saying, hey, I heard about you from the chambers, a great, you know, a great example or some other networking groups and having that one to one with a leader who is struggling, but actually has a premium on that self-development. What can I do to be well and then bring my team alongside with me? Those have been attracting the right clients. Understood. Understood. What does struggling mean? How, how would one know if they're there? I mean, you know, what are some of the telltale signs, if you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel like a lot of us know when our bodies have hit the wall, mm -hmm. you know, that feeling where you gave too much that day or, you know, and then you pushed yourself a little bit further and then your body's like, ah, 
Yeah, so, it, talk like physically, you can see it or right. feel it really easily, right? Sure, so you yeah. get that tension in your mm -hmm. shoulders, sure. right? You um, Little things that wouldn't bother you start to bother you. Mm -hmm. And a big one with burnout is... Um, disassociating from your actual role, like a job you once loved and you just find your, a way to just coast through the day, mm -hmm. but really feeling like your body, your mind starts to leave your body. Mm. So like kind of worrying about the past or stumbling into something outside of the day, that's a telltale sign you're starting to burn out. Wow. Wow. That's really interesting stuff because what I tend to think of is you said something immediately on the front end. You said it's when things that wouldn't bother you are starting to bother you. That's yeah. a great tip for people because, you know, we've almost heard jokingly sometimes people talk about this stuff. They say, oh, you know, all of a sudden I'm just really sensitive today. Sure. But that actually could be a warning sign. It's not just, a, you know, I'm sensitive today. It could be something really that's more troubling underneath. Okay. So another big one, too, is chronic fatigue. Mm -hmm. You know, people that used to have energy had that spark. Have you seen people like the lights go out a little bit? You're yeah. connecting with them, right? You're so good at being present. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you can see, like, the lights are on, but nobody's home. Mm. You know, where... Um, I don't know. That would just be another one. Would you say there's levels to this? I mean, you know, ultimately, somebody is at a level two burnout being low versus somebody's at a level eight burnout. And it's like, yeah, total disassociation and all that. Is it, have you gotten that to that level where you can see it at that level of extremity? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not a doctor, right? right but right. <laughs> I do notice um, that I hear about people that just can't take it anymore mm. or they're starting to leave their jobs, things like that. But the bodily signs are when there's this fatigue you can't shake. Yeah. So you've slept eight to 10 hours, you wake up and don't feel rested. Mm. That's another one um, that people can kind of put a pulse on and say, yeah, I'm, I'm sleeping, but I don't feel rested. Right, right. What what's, what's, would you attribute that to? Is that because they're actually not sleeping well at nighttime or is it about the neurotransmitters in their head are firing off so hard they just can't get relaxed. What what would be the reason for that? If you're getting eight to 10 hours and you're still not feeling lively, again, that may be more of a doctor question, but I'm just curious what you think. Well, in my own experience mm -hmm. that maybe we'll get into a little bit later on is that there was a hormone um, imbalance. Mm. And so that fight or flight, you know, the adrenal pull or freeze or fawn for some people mm -hmm get so overused, wow. they have prolonged stress, which has kind of put them in the category of burnout. I, I can dig that. All right. It's, uh, I'm going to use a, a metaphor. One of the famous Rob Clemens metaphors, hey. uh, you know, you get the battery yeah. and uh, uh, we talk about this with batteries. You always need to let it fully discharge and then recharge. Sometimes if it doesn't, it starts losing its effectiveness over time. So maybe human beings are like that. You have to fully decompress sometimes. Otherwise, if you, you'll get to a point where you can't decompress. So um, I don't know if that really plays that well, but it's an idea I have. Use that. I'll, I'll give that to you for free. Um, let me ask you, how do we deal with the opposite of this, right? So there are some people who have had quite a bit of success talking about work harder. No matter what you do, uh, you ever heard of Grant Cardone? He oh, talks yeah. about 10x. However oh, hard you work, you work 10 times that hard to yes. get the success. Now, there, there's a value in that. I, I think what you're trying to do is you're trying to pick people up and say, hey, look, you know, you want to be a famous basketball player. 
you're not practicing two hours a day. You're practicing you know, five hours a day. So there is a value in letting people know, but there, it's on opposite ends of the spectrum. How do you handle that? Oh, okay. So there are people that are pushing this let's go mm-hmm. mentality. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's checking in with yourself because each one of us, each body, mind, spirit has a different threshold, mm-hmm. right? And so for the people that are already full and giving from a place of abundance, there has to be something set in place for their self-care routine. Mm. For, for those people, I get curious. I get excited. Hey, what did, what are you doing to take care of yourself first? That airplane, yeah. you know, visual where you can't give from that empty cup, right? Right. But you can give from a place of abundance if you have put yourself first. So those people get really curious. Hey, what is your self-care routine yeah because they're taking care of their bodies they're taking care of their mind and relationships and spirit because that is like a telltale sign that there is some type of system or routine put in place that they are nourishing themselves first they found a well Mm -hmm. to to drink from for themselves first before they give to another human. Well, that makes sense. You know, I'm wondering with you, do you ever get to somebody, you meet them and you're like, gosh, man, you are really messed up. Good, 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 good. I can really help you, you know, as opposed to the person who's like, nope, I work out and I eat three times a day and I three helpings of vegetables. You know, sometimes it's good when you can see I can make a bigger effect on this person I'm meeting than somebody else, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's great. All right. So a good quote, yeah. I think of Mr. Tony Robbins, but other people have said it too, yeah. is that change happens when the pain of staying the same outweighs the pain of change, Mm. right? And so here's these people crashing and burning, right? They're like negative and they're like, "Uh, um, I can't think straight. I want to quit my job. I took a leave of absence, you know, like my contacts, you know, like people are leaving them. They're not showing, they can't show up the way they once did. Those people are crap. Is that who you're talking about? Yeah, absolutely. Those are the people you can really make the most impression on. Yeah, absolutely. And just sharing my own story with them Mm -hmm. gives them hope. And then diving in, like getting like a little bit more fine tuned, asking the right question Mm -hmm. to find the root of what's going on. That makes the tricky part. Yeah. No, talk about your story. You mentioned that people hear your story they're inspired by it. Um, how did you get into this, Layla? Because, you know, you ultimately start a whole business on it. You believe in this deeply. Um, kind of how'd you get here and go back as far as you want to. Ooh, okay. Well said. I'm surprised how well you get me. So, um, <laughs> all right. I woke up one morning. I was 20 years deep in a career in architecture, commercial mm. architecture and construction. And I was... I loved my job, right? I loved what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I woke up one morning and I couldn't get out of bed. Mm-hmm. Um, just to give you the nutshell version is that it led to 18 months. Can you imagine waking up one day and you couldn't get out of bed mm-hmm. for 18 months? So, <laughs> and, and if you don't mind, let me, let me dive into that. Yeah. You're saying that you're going through life, you're going through life, you're not really recognizing this is happening, and then boom, it hits you, and then 18 months of recovery are on the way? Wow. And let me give you a bigger picture. Mm -hmm. I had a nutritionist 
I was working out. I had a coach. You know, I'm doing all the right things, mm-hmm. right? I'm, I'm working out. I'm eating the right things. Yeah. So how is my body in its peak condition shutting down? Mm. Yeah, that's wild. What? Uh-huh. How does that even happen? So you get there, you wake up, you're feeling like you just can't get out of bed. What was it? Because now I'm, I'm fully interested. You said you're eating right, you're exercising, you're doing all the things that you've been told to do by society that are going to help you right. succeed and thrive. Right. What was it? What was what? What was the thing? Well, <laughs> that may have been a deeper question. I know. No, but, but what was the thing that kept you from getting out of bed? Ooh, yeah. okay. So my body, we figured it out mm-hmm. months of testing. I ended up hospitalized for my heart stopping, mm. like pausing. Can wow. you imagine one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi, four, just a flat line in my heart? Wow. And then boop, it'd come back. Was this something that had actually been happening and you didn't know it uh, before maybe, the maybe day of? leading up to it. Yeah. Yeah, leading up to that day. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we found is that the my organs were beginning to shut down. Mm. Okay? okay. So like I had mentioned previously, hormones, you know, were starting to get a little bit jiggity. Yeah, yeah. Due to the fight or flight that I was... Um, overusing. Mm-hmm. So I'd get high kind of on a deadline. Oh, okay. And a lot of us, stress has been around forever. We can't get rid of it. Sure. But the prolonged stress had tilted the internal balance of my body hormonally mm-hmm. that my organs were beginning to go into a state of um, shutdown. Good Lord. I mean, that's, that's real. That is Scary. really crazy. How could you have prevented it instead of that happening? Hey, that's the million dollar question. <laughs> right, right. That's how we got into yeah. it is finding the route. Mm-hmm. You know, I had to be willing to go find the route. I heard somewhere that we're only as sick as our secret. Mm-hmm. Okay. What? Okay. This kind of hit me a little bit yeah. funny. And I was like, well, what's my secret? Mm-hmm. You know, And I met other people that were in the healing industry. Like, I'm not too woo-woo. I have a faith in God, but Mm -hmm. I'm not like a a preacher or anything. Mm -hmm. But they said that um, there's even the secret of omission. And we found that there were some buried things in my childhood I never talked to you about. Because why would you want to know what happened to me as a kid? Sure, sure. I was lied to and like many other people probably that... Time heals all things. Mm -hmm. And that really, the time I was burying some of the painful events that happened to me as a child, that I attracted similar painful experiences as an adult. I was kind of addicted to chaos maybe in some ways. So I had to have courage and willingness to go back a little bit to look at my family of origin and actually talk to somebody about where I came from so that the fruit, what was happening, what was manifesting in my body could get on the path to well-being and avoid the collapse and the shutdown and, and really truthfully death that you know people find in burnout in autopsy right. when they're when they don't when they aren't able to catch it. Well, yeah, you know, our bodies are like little chemistry stations. And sometimes people just want to ultimately just pass off things. Right. Uh, you used to use one of those old school euphemisms or whatever you want to say, you know, time heals all wounds. Another one that plays a role is no pain, no gain. And, you know, they usually start off with something that, that's very benign and it's meant to be a little something to pick you up or to make you feel better at the time of. But then we sometimes take them to another level. Uh, I remember hearing as a kid, no pain, no gain. That was a big thing. I think it came from a Rocky movie or something. And I always took that as 
yeah, it doesn't matter if you're in pain. It doesn't matter if you're hurting. But I'm that kind of guy who I'll go so hard at the gym until I've you know, finally torn something that sure. I could have maybe stopped if I just stopped bench pressing for a while. Right. right? So I, I think that's something that we all have to be aware of. You have to be aware of that. You need a push sometimes, but sometimes you need a pull, and they balance each other, right? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay, cool. I'm learning a little bit right now, so this is good stuff. Um, so you got into this process of the healing, 18 months of it. What was the biggest thing that attributed to you being able to get healed? Ooh. Well, can I play off of what you said about pain? Mm-hmm, no pain, sure. no gain. Um, what I found is that most of us don't want to feel pain. Mm-hmm. If you're of my generation, kind of born in the eighties or nineties mm-hmm. or two thousands, we don't want to feel pain. Right. You know, we don't want to go through extreme conditions to get to the other side. Mm-hmm. And so in my healing, the turning point was I had to feel to heal. Mm, okay. Yeah. I had to be willing to go th- walk through the pain to get to the other side, which we've heard some of this, but I'm excited to share a, a little bit of the tools that came to me because they were unavailable in the world at the time. I was grappling for my life, looking for tools to be well, and I discovered things that people wouldn't naturally think to implement. Very nice. Okay, you're like a scientist tinkering, trying to find that solution, yes. and you and you finally hit some of those. Well, let's talk about those today. And before we dive into those, I want to ask you, just so people know that they're not alone, yeah. that's one of the first things you have to know. So you're not important. alone. We, as human beings, we get in this habit of just saying, oh, I can't believe this is happening to me. Yeah. And, um, I've heard some some great advice. Ray Dalio put out a series on YouTube, if you ever get a chance to check it out. And one of the things he said in the series where he's talking about successes and keys to life, yeah. he talked about that you have to expect ups, ups and downs. Yeah. He said, not only do you, do you get ready for them, you have to expect them yeah. because we're all going to have them. Sometimes people are in a down portion right now, and it feels very lonely when you're there, and especially for certain personality types. So first thing is you have to know you're not alone. How many people are going going through this. Do you have any like nationwide stats or anything close? Yeah. All right. So this is kind of interesting, right? What a good, good point. Mm -hmm. We're not alone. You're not alone. If you're struggling, you're listening to this. Um, 75% of business leaders experience burnout at some point in their career. Wow. That's just kind of like a a global one. Mm -hmm. Over half of women in leadership positions say they feel burned out on a consistent basis. Mm. It's just, it's not just that undulation. And then 89% of workers in our country have experienced burnout within this past year. Okay. 89%. Yeah. Hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People yeah. aren't expecting you to have it all together. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing, and the statistics, because I love, I, I, they're telling, right? Mm-hmm. They expose just reality. 47% of professional employees or anybody that's really in the workforce find it impossible to properly disconnect from work even when they leave or go on a holiday or mm. have a vacation. 47%. Is that surprising? I it, I don't even think I'm surprised by that. You know, with the modern, everybody expects everything immediately nowadays. And I'm right. talking about customers. I'm talking about friends. Right. You know, I mean, I think there's a time, which is probably too far back for even us to remember, but where, you know, you call somebody and, you know, it was not weird if you wouldn't hear from a friend for a couple of days after calling. Now right. it's like a text. 
accident. I didn't hear back in 30 right. minutes. What's going on, yeah, right? People get hurt. Yeah. Offended, yeah. Right? All right. So so it is hard to disconnect. And, and from work, you're going to have that same effect. Well, it's interesting. Okay. Yeah. What else, what else is going on with people? All right. So... It's, I think that there's this huge, like, little dirty word that people don't talk about that much. Mm. And it's called denial. Denial, okay. You know, like, I think there's this still this weird, sneaky expectation that you should have your stuff together because of the educational age we're in. Sure. YouTube it, figure it out. Come on, Lee, like, get your stuff. Come on, Rob, figure this one out. I'm on YouTube right now. No, no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, it's like, I know what you mean. There's that expectation. That you should be able to figure this out on your own and it's not okay to ask for help, right? Mm -hmm. We're telling people you're not alone in this, but I think the, the clincher is for people to have permission to ask for help Mm -hmm. from somebody that's qualified to lovingly help them out of this place of pain. All right. Hey, let's talk about that. So one of the things that I tell people sometimes is you need a person in life that you think is rooting for you, that you truly believe is rooting for you to sometimes give you some advice. Uh, The problem that a lot of people have is you'll get advice from somebody and I'm talking about denial right now sure. because you get advice from somebody, but you're like, do they have my best interest in heart? Sure. Right. So you need somebody you can trust to give you some advice and that you can confide in. And that's hard to find. You have a business where you're sort of providing that either way, you know, no judgment. You need to hear it so you can diagnose and, and hopefully help through. Absolutely. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. I dig that. All right. Let me ask you one other question before we get into some of your tips. Okay. Um, have you done personality profile, DISC, Myers-Briggs, any of that stuff? I have. Okay, so what's your DISC type? Do you remember? If I remember correctly, it's I. So you're an influencer. That's your primary. And interpersonal. Okay. If I if I remember that one right. So interpersonal eyes, they're very emotionally connected. They read the motion of a room. They like to communicate. That's yes. a very big deal to them. Um, and, and I'm curious because... There may be certain personality types that are more likely potentially to have things happen. Um, you know, drivers, they're always running. They're always trying to accomplish sure. things. Yes. Um, a- as you take your S's, these are your supportive types. Maybe they're more going to feel it emotionally when they feel like they're left out. Right. C's are very structural. Maybe sometimes the structure breaks down and they feel away. I'm curious as to how that works. And of course, I'm a big disc guy and personality profiles, but that's something we can dive into at some point. You know, look at your type and what you may be more susceptible to happening to you because of your personality. It's so important. Yeah. It's so important. I think as people get grounded in who they are, mm-hmm. you know, not who they think people want them to be. Oh, I no. think people pleasing kind of muddies up who people truly are. Very true. That's why I like the the DISC personality test is it's hard to cheat on. Yeah. It's not who I think I should be. It's who am I really? Mm-hmm. And that's why part of our workshops and part of the work that I do in the community is to give people a safe place to be like, uh, no, I, that's not really me. Okay. And have that new awareness as they come out of denial. The people are in denial. They don't choose to be, you know, very often. They just don't know what they don't know. You, you know, it's almost like that person who's like, uh, my mom always told me I'm really tall. And then and then you find out later on, it's like, how come I'm the shortest kid in my class then, right? There's a certain <laughs> amount of self-awareness sure. that is helpful to you. So you can kind of like actually start diagnosing what you can do. The great thing about a personality is... I guess there's some pros and cons. 
I sometimes look at it like physically, we understand when somebody's short, tall, you know, whatever it happens to be, but we don't accept people's personally, uh, personality uh, things that are, that are natural to them, right? Yeah. So those are harder. We just bury it down right. or whatever it is. So you're a person that can say, this is normal. Let's work through it. Yeah. Well, let's dive into some of the things once you've found that maybe somebody is in burnout or even a possibility to get into burnout. Let's talk about some things you can do to help get. So we're going to break into some of these tips, uh, things that you can do to help manage yourself so you don't get burnout. Yay! Yeah. These are some of my favorite because I discovered them the hard way, but I love to give people practical tools that they can say, oh yeah. So I encourage anybody listening to just take it if it fits. Okay. You know, some of them work for those personality types we talked about. Some of them, other personalities are like, that's, that's not the one for me. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. So, cool. um, all right. So the first one would be when we rest, we find our best. Okay. All right. So that is time literally to do nothing. And I was told this and I was like, how do I do that? What are the steps? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, how do I do nothing? Yeah. I mean, That's I think for some TV. easier than others. <laughs> but, but yes, I right. get you. Yeah. So it's literally just encouraging people to take five to 10 minute timer and close their eyes and don't try to fix a problem. Don't look at anything. Don't listen to anything and really have stillness and see what type of rejuvenation comes out of resting. Is this sort of uh, like meditation? No. No, okay. Because meditation can be an infilling mm -hmm. or it can be an emptying mm -hmm. and fixating on one message. Right. This is just stillness. Okay, okay. Speaking of quick commercial break, have you heard of a book called Stillness is the Key? No. I think it's Ryan Holiday. Okay. Check it out sometime. We'll pop it on the screen there for everybody. But yeah, check that one out. He went through a lot of stories in that book that were great for stillness, finding some inner calm, so on and so forth. So sorry, uh, commercial over. Yeah, yeah. no, it's okay. Right. It's, I mean, it's, we're talking about mindfulness, mm -hmm. you know, the, the, our society right now has, they know like getting present and staying present. But the way that I've learned to do that is to help my brain stop tripping into anything outside of the moment. Right. Okay. Don't leave the moment. Don't, don't leave the day, right? We've heard the saying one day at a time, mm -hmm. please focus on that day. It helps, um, people rejuvenate. It helped me get the most out of one moment, mm. a shared space with another person. When I'm fully engaged in where are we? We're in Myrtle Beach, one of the sunniest places on the planet. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. You know, we're right here to be where your feet are mm -hmm. instead of beating yourself up for the past or tripping into something outside of the moment. Okay. I got you. Very okay. cool. Um, this is another one that I love to tell people. This tip um, is might sound funny at first, but take care of your mind and your body will follow. Mm, okay. All right. So this is not for the Grant Cardones and the people that are really able to push themselves to that next level. This is for somebody that is really struggling and can feel themselves doing things. They, they don't want to make that bad food choice or mm -hmm. something, but they can't stop, you know, something like that, like where you, you can picture yourself being a better version, but you don't know how to get there. And maybe you're in this loop of self-sabotage. So take care of your mind and your body will follow. We don't need, we don't have enough time to dive into that. Yeah. But there are lots of resources to help have a healthy mind. And when I really got serious about having a healthy mind, 
I lost over 65 pounds and kept it off. Congratulations. Said, That's awesome. Yes. Yeah. I got in a healthier relationship with myself, others, God, met my husband. Mm -hmm. When I got really proactive about having a healthy mind, my body followed. Uh, commercial break number two. Listen to Gary Goldman. He's a, he's a great comedian, a big fan of his, but he talks often about his depression. And you're not talking depression per se right now, but he, he describes some of the things that he went through with sure. it in a way that's humorous enough that he can still be a comedian talking about yeah. it. But what a, what a gift to be able to share those things. And he always talks about how Sometimes your mind is feeling so down that just changing the toilet paper on the toilet paper roll seems like a uh, a cliff that right. you just can't you know get to. So what a good anyway. example. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. So when you can see those things happening, build yourself up, it'll help your body follow. Okay, yeah. cool. All right. Because well, depression is often another signal that maybe you might be in burnout. Yeah, fair I enough. Heard a great. Um, I can't remember who said it, but like how depression is sometimes hope deferred mm -hmm. where you know things can be better than where you are right now. You just don't know how to get there. Sure. What wow. a neat definition for depression. Yeah, right? I've had my dark days. Right, right. Thank you for that resource. Yeah, no, absolutely. All right. So if we next tip, you, All got, right. you guys are ready tip for this? Tip three, baby. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Okay. If you want to change the fruit, you got to get back to the root. Okay. All right. We can't expect to get healthy fruit from a sick tree. That's a good point. Right. Mm -hmm. And then another thing I found is that we can't heal in the same environment that made us sick. Right. Okay. Right. So for people that have maybe a toxic boss or, mm -hmm. a to you know, that we have to get back to the root so that the fruit can change. I think too often we ha we experience people that just want to medicate the fruit mm -hmm. and not really experience lasting change and transformation that's possible. Right, right. finding that courage and that willingness to look uh, back for a few minutes. I'll play the analogy out a little bit though. And I'm gonna, and I'm gonna take a, a, not a contrarian view, but, but it's something that we have to talk about, right? Sure. Everybody has a struggle with their job once in a while or, ah. you know, they have a hard day. And it's like you also don't want to flight right off the bat. So <laughs> you have to also know when the root is actually bad. Uh, sometimes sure. it, it, there, there's a balance, right? Absolutely. And, and so would a person like you be able to kind of help somebody diagnose through that? Yes. If I come in, I'm like, you know, my boss was really hard on me today. You know, I was, I was only 20 minutes late and he gave me a hard time. And I just think, you know, right. sometimes there's that self-awareness. Right. We don't, we don't want blame shifters. For there you sure. go. Right. I am for radical acceptance. Yeah. You yeah. know, and really taking personal responsibility because mm -hmm. that is, you know, we are a product of our choices. Right. 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 And I'm for that radical, um, you know, acceptance and not pointing f fingers, but to really, um, I guess the key here for me is helping people find the courage and willingness just to see, hey, where did I come from that got me to where I am right now? Look, one thing about this show that's important to me, and, and I love that you're, you're bringing a different aspect, and that's why we wanted to do this today, because I do believe that we have some in America, they're not necessarily pushing themselves hard enough. You know, they're expecting greatness without putting in any effort, right? <laughs> yes. and, and, and so I talk about I this that. a lot, yeah. but, but on the other side, yeah. you got the people who have been pushing so hard and they don't understand. Uh -huh. So I'm hoping that somebody listening today will do exactly what you said. Don't, don't look at it and just try to shift blame, right. but rather on the other hand, when you get to that point where 
the warning signs are there. You got to understand that there is a, there is something to be said for going too hard. So this is great stuff. And um, now we're on the tip number four. All right. <laughs> Yeah, because, I mean, truthfully, I don't want anyone to ever have to suffer the way I did to fight yes, for my life. I ended sure. up, you know, I have to hire somebody to save my organs. Yeah. Right? And some miraculous reason I'm here to educate people on, hey, please pay attention to your body. You know, mm. to, for those of us who are real go-getters, you type airs. I mean, if you're friends with Rob, like, <laughs> you're a hard worker. <laughs> right. You know, like, right. you want to get things done. You're a mover and a shaker. So when does prioritizing yourself get high on the list of one of the things I'm going to get done is rest? Oh, for sure. I And I think that you're a great person to be a representative for this because you did. You talked about a job that can be stressful and I can imagine you up late at the office at nighttime trying to get that last design done, right? So you've been there and, and you can relate. So I think that's important. So good. Um, I think for time's sake too, I'm just going to um, give this one last tip. There's uh, okay. so many more I uh, could dump I on you, but like, <laughs> we'll keep it simple. Let's, right? give it, let's give them the best one. Okay. This right. one, this shocks people sometimes. All right. You ready? Sure. Okay. I'm on the edge of my seat. I think I'm ready. Literally, oh, no, no, no. I'm on yeah. the edge of my seat. Okay. <laughs> All, right. All right. Finding like-minded support that is not a friend or family member. Not a friend or family. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. So I think what happened in the past is um, community got watered down. And then here we go. You know, we're we're isolated, right? We're, COVID happens and people are just isolated. We don't have a choice. We're feeling really stuck. And finding a safe haven to heal with like-minded support that isn't too close to your situation. Mm -hmm. okay. I'm, I mean, I'm for having a healthy relationship with your your partner or your spouse or your you know your family members. Mm -hmm. But there are so many support networks out there that don't cost anything. That are um, your people type, your group, your tribe. You know that's why a lot of people maybe do CrossFit or something like that because they have a tribe of like-minded people. Mm. But have you ever heard of the term emotional sobriety? Emotional sobriety. Uh, I think that may be my first time I've heard this one. Okay. Yeah. There's a group. Okay. Bullshit. Okay. People that talk about being sober minded. Okay. Yeah. And they work to recognize how to have healthy boundaries and they just show up weekly. They meet, they talk about where they're at. They don't try to fix or rescue you. And you share about you know, detoxing from things that you normally would have just kind of let happen to you mm -hmm. and being deliberate about being emotionally sober. I think this is a really great tip because I, I never really thought about it like that, but I do talk about, especially if I'm talking to a group. Sure. We are connected people. Even the introverts in society, you want to be connected. Yes. It's a different way about going about it, but we need this. And we need people we can relate with because we know they've gone through what we go through sometimes. Sure. And uh, so if you find somebody who doesn't go through the things you go through, then how much are you going to really respect? They can't relate with you anyway. So you say, find that group, whatever it happens to be, and but not somebody who's your, your mom or your dad. Or right. your sister or your brother or spouse or whatever. Yes. Okay. It's it, it, it's an out-of-the-box kind of thought mm -hmm. to, to push yourself a little bit further out of your comfort zone that will actually lead to personal development and growth in a safe haven of people that aren't too close to your situation. Right. Right on. Yeah. Well, and, and 
Sometimes you got to be careful if you ever have that person who really cares about you. Maybe, just maybe, they might pull a punch or two here or there. And sometimes you actually need to get just a, a real deal story and, and understand things. So I really like that. Well, Layla, this is good stuff. And like you said, I know there's tons of tips, but if you guys want more tips, you're just going to have to check out Grace Revealed LLC for sure. Um, you say you come to businesses, you counsel one-on-one, you also yeah. talk to groups and you provide that environment. How can right. people find you, Layla? Okay. So the best place to find us is GraceRevealedLLC.com. Mm. Sorry, it's a long one, but once you find it, you'll find us. We're here in Myrtle Beach. So it's GraceRevealedLLC.com. Our phone number's on there. You can write me. There will be an email address. Um, but really, GraceRevealedLLC.com is the best place. Okay. You'll find some links to our social. It's the same across the board. You know, if you want to follow us on Instagram or Facebook, Grace Revealed LLC is where it's at. Man, she's consistent, guys. Uh, definitely good branding and marketing. Do you head out of the state, too? I mean, is it just primarily Myrtle Beach or do you travel? Ooh, great yeah. question. All right. So I have the privilege and honor to speak around the country. And and often um, I've had some openings for um, international spaces via Zoom. Very nice. Um, but we will travel up to 800 miles to okay. go to somebody right now. Unless, um, of course, you're happy to cover my travel expenses, I'm happy to cross the country for you. Because the message is really important to see people um, heal from things that they might not have thought of so that they don't end up where I was, but have some practical tools they can start right now uh, to prevent burnout. Very true. Well, listen, everybody who's listening, I hope you got the message today. Um, don't just wait until you are at that point where you can't get out of bed. You start early, be aware, and talk to someone. Uh, honestly, I think not enough Americans, maybe people around the world, but I can speak for Americans, they don't have that person that they can speak to and get a little good counsel. I mean, once in a while, a good counsel can be good for anybody, whether you think you need it or not. You just need to talk it out. We're social beings. So, Layla, thank you for coming to the show. Oh, yeah. Great stuff. My, my pleasure. It's really good to be here. And I want to make sure people know they have permission to put themselves first. Permission to put yourself first. And that's good stuff for today. Well, I do want to thank everybody for listening. And also, thank you guys to the Leaders List. Check them out online at the URL that we're going to put up. Um, they are a good group of people, some like-minded companies, talking about like-mindedness. They have leadership traits, and they want the best for their customers. So check that out. And we want to thank everybody who listens. Make sure to like and share us on Facebook and all your other social media platforms. And we'll see you guys next time on the Leader Mentality Show with Rob Clements.